podcasters. This is Juliana once again with an installment of Is This Actually Healthy? The material I present to you in this casual series has hopefully to this point been helping you gain better control of your eating habits and long-term goals. I am so excited to be the person who lends a guiding hand since all our discussions relate back to my own personal experiences in trying to be healthier. I was once at level zero, sustaining myself with garbage foods and having no real knowledge to push me up the ladder. Then, for some reason, I actually started to become conscious of it. There was a click in my mind that this was the prime time in my life to start experimenting with my fitness and nutrition. And once I started taking little steps to making healthier changes, everything started to snowball and I couldn't get enough of this new worthwhile addiction. I've learned so much in my journey, which I took in small increments, and these increments and tidbits of knowledge are what I share with you every week. With this show, you're provided with small, digestible anecdotes about things that you can think about and small things you can tweak to improve your overall habits, which builds a strong foundation that you can use for yourself and share with others. As I like to say, you don't need a doctorate in nutrition to do it right, because it really isn't as complicated as you're made to believe. Without further prelude, let's get into today's episode. I want to again focus on how we can rank our choices from completely unhealthy to healthy when it comes to different things we eat. I think this skill is especially handy when selecting foods that are definitely a weak point or an all-out bombshell for many people's efforts to stick to a good nutrition plan. Almost everyone falls victim to a sweet tooth. And what is life without a little dessert? For people trying to eat healthier, some of us come to the tragic acceptance that this means it's the end of the line for the sweets. No more cakes, chocolate, tarts, frappes, cookies, or anything else that provides us with joy. Now hold on. Just because you're following a nutrition plan doesn't mean that all these foods belong in a tightly locked safe. I'm a firm believer that you shouldn't have to sacrifice everything you like to be on a healthy diet. And there's still room for these foods if you incorporate them in the right way. There are many strategies you can adopt to still be able to enjoy desserts without paying the ultimate sacrifice. And I think this is definitely a worthy topic of discussion. Desserts come in many shapes and forms. Their commonality, though, is that they're typically highly sweetened with sugar compounds and often have a pretty high fat content. The mix of these two compounds are what make them so irresistible, and naturally, we just have to find ways to resist inhaling them. And this is one of the most important starting tips for you if you choose to have dessert. Even a small serving of cheesecake, for example, could have way more calories than you'd think. People in general tend to highly underestimate the amount of calories in a food that we consume. And the errors grow around desserts because seemingly small portions can carry a heap of unaccounted for calories. If you choose to have dessert, you need to have some discipline with it. For instance, tell yourself that you're only going to have dessert once a day at a time of your choosing, like after dinner. Second, to keep your dessert in moderation and ensure it stays in moderation, you need to consider it as part of your meal and not as an add-on. If you eat dinner without a dessert, you would eat a portion of the dinner that makes you feel full and content. If you plan on having dessert, though, after the dinner, you wouldn't eat the same portion size of that dinner and then feast on the dessert. Because then you're going to be pushing yourself past your full threshold. 
Always be aware when you're eating your main meal if you plan on having some dessert or not. Because if you change your portions accordingly, you won't necessarily be adding a bunch of extra calories to the meal by integrating the sweets. So the first tip, set ground rules for when you eat your sweets and stick to those rules. And also integrate the dessert with the other meal that you're eating or the food that's accompanying it. Otherwise, you're only gonna be contributing extra calories even after you might already be full. The next piece of advice, what you eat for dessert can have a huge impact on the calorie load you consume and its nutritional content. Not all desserts are created equal. And in fact, there are ways to consume quite healthy desserts while still getting the same satisfaction. So what are some of the ways you can choose some healthier sweets? Number one, try to avoid sweets with high fat contents. For example, let's go back to the cheesecake. A slice of cheesecake can have a significantly larger amount of calories than a slice of normal chocolate cake. High amounts of fat can also come from iced desserts. If you're getting a slab of highly iced carrot cake, be aware that a bulk of the calories are coming from that fatty icing topping and not from the cake itself. If you want, you can even scrape off some of the excess icing as a way to save yourself some of this extra fat. Two, try buying some healthier brand name sweets if you're the type that goes for prepackaged stuff. For example, instead of buying Chips Ahoy snack cookies, try and find another brand that uses more natural ingredients and that are lower in sugar. You have the power to compare the food labels and determine which snack cookies have higher sugar content than others and which ones give you a bigger calorie punch per serving. If you need some help with this, you can always look online and search for low-calorie brands, and this can really help you choose your prepackaged sweets. Three, in the order of magnitude, this next piece of advice is huge for turning your sweet tooth into an advantage. This tip is replacing your unhealthy sweet entirely with a healthy treat that still gives you the same satisfaction as that irresistible dessert. Have you ever wondered why so many protein bars out there come in flavors like chocolate peanut butter, birthday cake, or iced donut? It's because we cannot get enough of these flavors, which can actually come pretty close to the real thing. Sometimes when I'm craving chocolate more than anything, I'll eat something like a high-protein, low-sugar bar or make myself a creamy chocolate protein shake. Maybe I'll eat a few handfuls of low-sugar granola enriched with dark, dark chocolate chip pieces. After eating this filling, satisfying, and sweet-tasting portion, the cravings in my brain cease, and I was able to accomplish it without turning to the unhealthy alternative. If you can find some healthy alternatives to desserts you usually eat, this is one of the best things you can do where you don't feel like you're actually giving up the food that you're craving. Step number four, if you can and you enjoy doing so, another surefire way to make your desserts less of a health bomb is if you bake your own. In this way, you have complete control over everything that goes into the food. And I think there's some power in you being able to see all the ingredients that comprise the final product, rather than just when you pick it up on a supermarket shelf. This process makes you realize that, okay, this pie I'm making sure has a lot of sugar in it, and I sure added a lot of butter. That raises a little red flag for how much of it you probably want to eat in a sitting. Besides being passively aware of the ingredients, you can take a more proactive approach when baking because there's so many things you can do to improve the health content. In fact, you can even make a dessert that you like very much, like fudgy brownies, into something that's healthy to eat. 
It seems too good to be true, right? But it's all about substituting unhealthy ingredients for healthier ones. This is all the rage on Pinterest and other recipe sites right now, as people all over the world are trying to combat growing obesity rates, but still are trying to find ways to sneak in their treats. So don't think that there isn't anything you can do if you still want that one food you enjoy. There's so many things that can make its health content better if you just get experimental. I actually won't go farther into the substitution topic now because I'm going to do a few episodes on substituting ingredients when cooking to end up with an overall healthier product here in the next few weeks. To conclude, when it comes to dessert, don't feel like you must banish them from your life completely. Just keep in mind the strategies that will make them less damaging to what you're trying to accomplish. Eat them in moderation. Try to select those that are lower in sugar and fat compared to others. Try to see if you can even replace the traditional dessert with one not so traditional, but way healthier. And last, for those of you who love to bake like me, get online and start looking for healthier versions of food that you already enjoy. Believe me, there are a million different things you can try, and sometimes all it takes to make something a no to a go is swapping out a few ingredients, but more on that to come. Thanks for tuning into the show. Just a reminder, I have created an Instagram account especially for this show as an effort to grow my listener base. If you want to follow me there, my username is is this actually healthy with no spaces. I started posting promotional content for upcoming episodes that you may find interesting. The Instagram link is also in this episode's description. I would appreciate it greatly if you could leave a review, rate this show on whatever platform you're listening, and do share with your friends. I am wishing you all the best with your nutrition and your everyday lives wherever you are. Ciao, ciao.